Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bourbon and Beignets. I'm Ginger Moore. And I'm Whitney Evans-Snartin. And we are Bourbon and Beignets. I am um, the bourbon because I'm from Kentucky. And I'm the beignet because I'm from New Orleans. And this is a podcast, if you're just joining us, this is a podcast where we talk a little about Kentucky, a little about New Orleans, a lot about Jesus. We are friends and we also worship God together. We also do ministry together. And this was just kind of a natural progression for us to do a podcast together. Absolutely. What is it? Season three. Season three. I lose track all the time. I know. Busy. We're busy, y'all. But this is, um, this season is Real Women of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And kind of the gist of that is, you know, my big thing is when we read the Bible, they're not story characters. They're not characters that are going to be in a Lifetime movie eventually. They were real women, real men that yep. lived life and dealt with the same kind of stuff that we deal with. Yep. It's just um, sometimes in their story, you know, Jesus was around. Right, right, <laughs> right. Which, I mean, he's always around, but I mean, he was, <laughs> he was in bodily form, right. you know. So... Um, We're going to look at Lydia today, but before we start looking at Lydia in the New Testament, we always have to cover our KOTD and our POTD. So if you don't know, Whitney is a sneakerhead and she loves shoes. I do, of all sorts. Yes. Yes. And um, the POTD, if if you're not familiar, for me, Mm -hmm. it is... Pearls of the day. Yes. And it's because we just realized early on, I'm always wearing pearls in mm-hmm. some form or fashion, and yep. oh, I've got good ones today. So oh, but you yeah. start with your KOTD. And I'll, I'll start. Yeah. So today I'm wearing uh, the Reebok Ashtrack Doubles, and they are from the It's a Man's World collection. And the reason why I have that one is because this is actually um, honoring women and was released on... Uh, International Women's Day. And the reason why they're called It's a Man's World Collection is because each of the shoes has It's a Man's World somewhere on the shoe. These happen to be on the tongue, the phrases on the tongue, but there's a line through it because it's not a man's world. No, it's not. It's not a man's world. So this is honoring women. And um, if you all didn't know, um, if you all haven't listened to the previous episodes in the season, this season, every episode, with the exception of the first just intro episode, um, where I did a um, sneaker from Sire Collection, um, which is a black-owned sneaker collection. Every other shoe in this season has been inspired by women, has been a women's exclusive, or designed by women. So this, of course, is a women's collection, and I love it. It's a cream colorway. Um, it, I just love how it kind of matches everything. I could pretty much wear them with everything. I did switch out the laces, though, so they're like a hot pink, reddish thing. Um, I might have to put the cream laces back in them. But I like them. They're so comfortable. Well, and I liked your pop of color. Thanks. And this is just how God works. I didn't really have a a pearls of the day. Right. And I just, honestly, I got dressed. I threw all my jewelry this morning. And I just, I didn't have a pearl that I wanted Mm -hmm. to wear. And then we were eating lunch before 
we were going to record this podcast, mm-hmm. and Whitney just handed me a box, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was for. She thought it was a pregnancy announcement at first. I, yeah, I'm not I, pregnant. Was, I was like, "Is this like a very small T-shirt for me that <laughs> says Aunt, Aunt Ginger?" The box was too small, but I was like, "Maybe it's just a really tight T-shirt." But no, I opened it up, and it was POTDs. It was Pearls of the Day yep. from Whitney's mama, Sharon, yep. from Manny T. Who I love, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was for no reason. Yeah. It was just, she wrote me a little card, and it's just because she loves me. That's it. That so, is it. She does love you, Jen. Well, she, she's a great one to have in your corner. She is. And I am thankful for her friendship and her example. And so in the box mm-hmm. was um, a pearl necklace that mm-hmm. I don't have on, but it was from Harold. Mm-hmm. Harold brought it back from Indonesia, and yep. it's just some dark gray pearls, and it's beautiful. But then for my POTD today, it is a stack of five obsidian freshwater pearl strands. Yes. And it's... They're oh, cute. Oh, it's beautiful. They're and cute. it just matched my outfit. It worked out Because I'm wearing perfect. blue and black and white and... It, it worked so anyway, out. Look at God. Awesome? It was a little bonus POTD that I wasn't expecting. It was. Kick, kicked it off right, right? Kicked and it I, off won't, right. I won't put them on that it won't make me just smile and think happy thoughts There you her, go. I know, right? She's the best. I love it. That's when, when I wear my pearls from you, Ginge, that's what I do. Yeah, Especially if I'm at work because they look so classy. So, they, you know, yeah. My, are they the birthday souvenir? Yeah. 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 So I, I love jewelry that makes me think of other people. It's, it's wonderful. That's a good reason wear jewelry i'm not a big jewelry person but when you've been given a gift of jewelry a lot of the times you i mean you can't help but to think of who gave it to you so that's always a good thing um okay so let's get into lydia for a little bit i am going to read the verse um this week and so it's in act 16 um and you can i'll read from the english standard version but um, this is when Timothy joins Paul and Silas. Then they go to um, they go to Macedonia and um, go over to Macedonia and talk with Lydia. Right. So we're in. So by this time we're in Acts sixteen verses fourteen and fifteen. So this is where Lydia is introduced. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Tyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. After she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. And then after that, um, at this point, Paul and Silas, they're, they're in prison. And then when they get out of prison later on in Acts 1640, guess what happened? So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. Your says just brothers? It says brothers. What does your say? Brothers and sisters. Oh, we I'm need o- to put that. Brothers and I'm sisters. I'm over in the NIV world because that's an important that's part important. that we need to cut. Co- we'll cover it yes. here in our discussion of Lydia. So. Yeah, so brothers and sisters. So let me read that with brothers and sisters. So they went out of prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers and sisters, they encouraged them and departed. ESV, get it together. Put the, put the sisters in there. I'm sure they were there. Yeah, I mean, it was her house. She's exactly. a sister. She exactly. was there. But Lydia is, she's one of my favorite New Testament mm-hmm. women. Lydia and Priscilla yeah. are probably my 
I guess no. I mean, because I love Mary, but yeah. you know, once the church starts, they yeah. they are two women that their stories, I guess, really stick out to me. Priscilla and Lydia, but Lydia, mm-hmm. a little background because you know I'm our. I'm our history person, and we actually, when I homeschooled my girls, we studied this, this purple cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, where Lydia was from, that's what they were known for, is purple cloth. And um, they would, I think it was like um, a mollusk, mm-hmm. or a, and it was a sea creature with a shell, and they would take it out of the ocean and they would clean it and I forget Mm -mm. the details of it and honestly I could have gotten our homeschool history book out and looked it up and I didn't I should have but um, I saved those books though because they were so interesting but they took it and they would use whatever was inside this mollusk to make this dye And and it was well it was really hard work but it was a really great profession you made a lot of money and what you would do is, um, because your clientele was high-end clientele, anybody, and it was most likely linen mm, that was okay. dyed, um, and really royal people mm-hmm. would wear it, obviously, and rich people. Those were the only people that wore this That's purple cool. fabric. And so purple is a sign of what? Royalty. Royalty. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's what made it valuable right. is that it was just such an intensive craft to yeah. make the fabric and have it this color. So where she, where she was at the river was not where she was from mm-hmm. because the, right. uh, the area that was known for making the purple dye was not where the story takes place. So she had relocated to this area. Right. But what would happen is when they were trying, when Paul was out telling everybody the good news about Jesus, he's spreading the gospel. They would still honor that Old Testament promise that the Jews would still get first dibs. Mm-hmm. So any and obviously, if you're going to go and you are going to expend energy yeah. to tell people about Jesus, you want to go to your hottest leads. And exactly. so, in your mind, you're thinking, "My hottest leads are these people that have been promised this Messiah for you know thousands of years." Right. So they would always try to find the Jews first. They'd go to synagogues. Mm-hmm. If they had synagogues, and then they would tell people about Jesus there. If it was an area that didn't have a synagogue, they would just go kind of like check out the city. Right. They would just start asking around kind of word of mouth because there were always Jewish people. Or what's interesting in Lydia's case, someone who was not Jewish. They were a Gentile, but mm-hmm. they were aligning themselves with the most high God that right. they knew the Jews served. Right, right. So, like, and it's funny that last week's episode was on Rahab. Mm-hmm. And Rahab chose to do that yep. when she left Jericho. Yep. She went and aligned herself with the Israelites and practiced their customs. Yep. So, it's Sabbath, mm-hmm. which really the only people that observe Sabbath were Jews. Jews. And so Paul is and Paul and Silas are like, hey, where are the God-seeking or God-fearing people in this town and they were like, there's a group of people praying down by the river on the Sabbath. So they go down there, and there were, I think you can read between the lines here that it wasn't just Lydia down there. It was a, quite a few people, right. but it was Lydia and some women, and then there were others. And he, Paul and Silas, 
tell her about Jesus, mm-hmm. and she's all in. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Oh, yeah. The one we've been waiting for, I, I believe. She immediately chooses to be baptized, spreads the good news to her family. Mm-hmm. They all are baptized. Mm-hmm. And from there, what's interesting is that she, after everybody's baptized, and they're now Christians, um, she says... You know, if I, basically these are Ginger's words. Mm-hmm. Okay, like if I'm if I'm truly with you all, right? Come stay at my house, right? And right. I don't know. We talked a little bit about this when you you can share some of your thoughts about. It's just interesting that she was like, "If I'm really one of you guys, yeah. you want you do you want to stay at my house? Like walk, like walk the walk. Don't just don't just say, oh yeah, you're a Jesus worshiper, you're or you're a God worshiper, like." You know, don't just say that, like, truly walk the walk. A and B, it was, like, it was still an intimate thing to be invited into someone's household. Like, it wasn't just, like, people were like, yeah, let me, you know, let me come to Pookie's house down the street. Like, that's not really <laughs> it. Like, you, to be invited to someone's house and to go there and break break bread with them, essentially, or at least have time with them was still, it, that was an intimate thing, you know, And it, then. you know, and there was, there was hospitality involved. Mm-hmm. It was acceptance yep. because, you know, the Gentiles and the Jews were still not really yep. hanging out together that much. Yep. And to be, go to a woman's house, I think was very, you know, like to be invited by a woman outside of her being a God worshiper, but to be invited to a woman's house. And to go there and to fellowship, I think that was also different too. Well, and it's one of the things that we've kind of talked about because it doesn't talk about was part of her household, her husband. Right. You know, right. was she at was she at the river seeking the, seeking the Lord on the Sabbath? Right. And, and her, her husband was like, you can go on down. I'm going to miss this week because the game's on. Right. And, um, you know, the DVR's right. full. Exactly, so, exactly. You know, so we don't know, did he just like choose to, skip church yeah. that week and then yeah. she went home and was like no you it was a bad sabbath for you to skip exactly. because like this guy came and, and he's coming for dinner so mm-hmm. you know we don't know did she have a husband right was she was she a widow right um or had she never been, never married? been married was this a family business that she ran because there were right. no other men in her family right and we also have you can realize that when you think we're talking about them the Old Testament women we've looked at, mm-hmm. her standing in society was was much better, mm-hmm. was different than the women that we've looked at here previously. Yeah, and this was not this was not over near Israel. Right, you know, this is over more towards Asia. Right, and so I think the way women were viewed was a little more favorable because she yeah. was a business owner. And there are parts of, you know, over in Israel at this time that that wouldn't even be on the table. When you right. think about even like when Jesus was on the cross, even, and that's not long after or long before this story of Lydia, he was still entrusting his mom's care to John right? at exactly. that point. So the fact that Lydia can be a successful business owner and by all accounts was very wealthy, her house is big enough that she has a household. Right. So that probably means servants, mm-hmm. children, yep. you know, whatever. Amenities. 
Yes. <laughs> and, and then she still has room to host. Yep. And then we see at the end of this chapter, um, something we can pick up on is that when Paul and Silas are released from jail, they go to her house. Right. So there are other believers because it says brothers and, and in the NIV. And sisters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were a group of believers yeah. by then at that point that it appears reading the scripture that Lydia's place was the place together. Yes. Um, so, and as someone that hosted home church for a bajillion years, mm-hmm. that is no small feat. No, no, it's <laughs> not. Even in like modern day households where you have like a toilet and <laughs> in yeah. a kitchen and that type of stuff. So yeah, I, you know, I love Lydia. I think in the new Testament, I last episode, I was like Rahab, she probably is my favorite. Like I, I love Rahab. I absolutely do. Um, but she was she was Old Testament and, and slash New Testament. She was a little bit of everywhere. She was, you know, she was mentioned in, in both testaments. But she lived but in, she the, lived old, in so. the Old Testament. So I would say for Old Testament, if I had to pick a, a woman, it was it was Rahab, of course. And then New Testament would be Lydia. And I think I resonate with her because she was such a successful businesswoman. And not that I'm a businesswoman, but I think what she had to maybe deal with during her time pales in comparison to maybe what of some of what I have to deal with being a woman in a male dominated workplace or, or industry at this as far as executives goes at this time. Um and not that I mean not that I don't I think I really think my struggle would pale in comparison to what she may have had to struggle with. Um, but I, I resonate a lot with Lydia and um, could learn a lot from her, you know? Definitely well, she so. was successful. Yes. You know, she was decisive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I think back to like um, King Agrippa. Mm-hmm. That was someone that Paul reasoned with and tried to share the gospel with and, King Agrippa, you know, he just vacillated back and yeah. forth whether he was going to believe. And then finally he was like, yeah. I, I'm done. Yeah. And could not make yeah. the decision to follow Christ. Lydia, yeah. you know, here she is just seeking God. Yep. And she knew that there was a Messiah that was promised. And so exactly. the minute the minute Paul and Silas show up and they are like, Let me, we're going to tell you about the Messiah. Right. She was like, okay, works for me. Let's, Let's do go. it. Yeah. Let's do it. I love that because... Like women get a bad rap about not being decisive enough. Like, where do you want to go to eat? Oh, I don't know. You know, okay. <laughs> food is very different than following the Lord. Like that is, you yeah. know, that's very different. But I, I do think women do get a bad rap of not being decisive enough. And early on in my career, um, I would definitely say I wasn't decisive enough, but not because, not because I could make decisions. It was more or less because I wasn't um, either asking the right questions or prepared with the proper knowledge to make a decision. And once I figured out, got my footing straight with um, how to ask certain questions and what to look for as far as information goes, I'm incredibly decisive. I mean, now is I'm head and shoulders above where I was five years ago when I was first starting out in my administrative career. And um, I had one of my leaders to tell me, like, you're, you are just very decisive. Like, you, you're like, let's make a decision. Let's get on with it. If it's the wrong decision... We'll just fix it in the end, and if it's the mm-hmm. right decision, then I'm glad that you took the time to do that. And I was I was actually listening to a podcast um, about a woman executive, and she said her decisiveness really has gotten her pretty far. And 
for me, I I noticed that getting stronger in my faith led to better decision making. And I interesting. Yeah, I I definitely did because you know at that point it's like I you just let go and let God. And a lot of people say that phrase, but they don't they don't walk the walk. You know. Yeah. So I think that is that's something that as I got stronger in faith that that came along, and I can see where Lydia. Um, it did seem like she was just she was confident, like a decisive, confident, making that those decisions. Like I'm offering up my household, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, well, bringing others to Christ, and that's not that's not easy to do. Yeah, it's easy to talk about Jesus, but like bringing others to. Well, and like she was the leader of yes, her family. Yes, you yes. know, and um, the fact that what she heard from Paul, like. She was decisive. Mm-hmm. She was like, I believe this. It's true. Mm-hmm. She wants her whole household yeah. to hear it. And then on top of that, what I love is she's not just somebody that said, um, okay, gee, I believe Jesus is who you say he is. Thank you for dunking me right. and be on your way. It was, Bye. no, <laughs> you can come stay with me. Yeah. Oh, and when you get out of jail, come on over. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to be pretty pleased when you get out of jail because I don't know if you know, but it's basically a church in my house. Exactly. And, you know, so she was willing to not just accept Christ, but then use the assets that she had mm-hmm. to bless others. Yep. Um use her home as a place to gather, worship, mm-hmm. pray, minister. Yeah. If you know, if you've ever thought about hospitality in the context of sometimes people just need a, safe, a soft place to land. Yep. Um, and as someone who's like, <laughs> someone who's used their house as a soft place yes. to land for people, yes. you know, it takes, it, that's a hard thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people live with me for extended periods mm-hmm. because truly they had nowhere to go. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was willing to do that. Yeah. And, yeah. but I think, I think being successful in business mm-hmm. helped her be successful in her Christian walk. I because I think dealing with the public, mm-hmm. you know, because this would be something where she would have this fabric, she would color it, then she would go to the marketplace. She probably had a booth or mm-hmm. like, um, a storefront type thing um, where she would be selling this merchandise. Well, you're dealing with the public Mm -hmm. and anyone who's ever dealt with the public knows, you know, people Mm. are difficult. Mm. And (laughs) are you familiar? Oh, just a tad. (laughs) Just a smidge. Um, Yes. Yes. But you know, um, I just think those were all skills that the skills of being a successful business owner are also skills that can help you be an effective disciple a follower of jesus because you you will have already learned so much about people agreed agreed you know and it just and sometimes people use the word shrewdness as as an insult like oh isn't that shrewd but sh- being shrewd is not a character flaw Mm-mm. if you're using it for God's glory. You, it's discernment. You know, yep. I think maybe more palatable would be to say she probably had some discernment and some... She'd been to the school of life enough yeah. that she probably had a degree from the school of life. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, versus someone that maybe was just born 
into a very privileged lifestyle if she had been born into the wealth and not worked. Right. That would have been you very know, different. But, but that was hard work. I mean, that was hard work. It paid off monetarily, but it it was hard work. It was yeah. I mean, hard work on the front end and the back end, selling the fabric, you know, putting putting the dyes together and mollusks. I was like, the only thing I think about mollusks is like escargot. And yeah. I don't even like that. So, <laughs> you know. Well, and um, it was and that part of it was also a really smelly. Yeah, it, exactly. It smelled terrible, yeah, yeah. and um, it was a stench that would kind of stick with you when right. you were taking those sea creatures and getting that secretion. Yeah, it, it was disgusting. It's a no for me, dog. But anyway, but the bottom line is, you know, she was a hard worker. She had discernment. She was decisive, mm-hmm. and as someone who is a business owner. Mike owns his own practice. Mm-hmm. I say it's our business because I am. It is the, I, business. I am the office manager, and it's not at all glamorous, but it's it's what we do. Um, you know, there's cost, there's opportunity, there's risk, mm-hmm. there's reward, all of that. But you can say all of those things will also apply to your Christian life. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, when when you are walking with Christ, there's opportunity, but there's cost mm-hmm. and there's risk, but there's an ultimate reward. Yep, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, that part was really interesting to me to think about just the comparisons of, you know, what she did as a business owner and then what your Christian walk mm-hmm. will look like. Yep. But our modern day comparisons. These are good. I feel good about I these. I feel really good about these. So... Um, Modern day comparison. Here we go. I think the one who's most like her, you you say her. Tori Birch. Tor, Tori Birch, of course. Tori Birch is definitely most like Lydia. Um, the other two folks we uh, talked about are Oprah and Rihanna as far as yeah. being businesswomen. But Tori Birch, I think, has the most similar as far as uh, what she did and how she did it. Yeah, if you're not familiar, Tori Birch is a designer mm-hmm. and she started think she just started I can't remember if she started just with handbags but mm-hmm. now it's a whole line everything and it's you know her look is very classic mm-hmm. very preppy she went um, to school in Pennsylvania yeah. but really I mean truly she started it I mean yes. she didn't um, she didn't start at some fashion house and break right. off you right. know did some internships and things like that mm-hmm. but it was it was her designs and her creation and it's clothes and shoes and purses mm-hmm. and i think she's moved even into home decor now mm-hmm. like placemats yeah and, pillows you know, and stuff. tory birch napkin or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah but she's this was and all of our women we're talking about their net worth Amazing, amazing. So right now, Tory Burch's net worth is one billion dollars. I can't even fathom having a billion dollars. Like, what? What? I don't even know what I would do with that much. Like, I probably give away most of it, honestly. Like, but anyway, that's awesome. You know, to to be um, to start off small. And I remember in college, like. The Tory Burch shoes were like all the rage. The flats, yes, the flats oh, with have, that gold pendant. Oh. I have the camel, and yes. I just ordered the black. Yes, they're super comfortable, and they're still in. That's the thing. Like those things are timeless, and I used to always be like, I want some of those. I want some. Of Go those. to Nordstrom Rack. I will. I will. I'm all about the rack stuff, the loft factory, all mm-hmm. that, all that good jazz and stuff. But yeah, Tory Burch, I think is most like her. But Oprah. 
probably out of the three is definitely, I mean, she's worth a lot of money. 3.5 billion. 3. I, Goog- 5 I Googled billion. it. I Googled it. And I mean, know, after a billion, why even count how many billions at that point? I mean, really. And if you heard our bonus episode where we talked about Meghan Markle, we talked about Oprah a little bit. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> Yo, the so- Oprah memes are the best from that interview. Like, please go back and listen to it's um who are we talking about Diana uh we were talking about um, Bathsheba we were and talking about Bathsheba Lady that's Diana, right Lady Di and Meghan Markle. Markle like the the interview with Oprah Oprah had so many good one-liners and like her expressions are all over Twitter please go back but Oprah of course is a successful businesswoman came from like nothing like super duper poor total poverty I mean she's done everything she's done a She's she was a newscaster, TV show host. She's a successful magazine. She has lines of I don't know what she. You get a car. And you get a. Car. You get a car. You get a car. Yeah. And she like grows avocados on her, you know, whatever resort. I don't know her compound estate. estate. That's what it's called. See, I don't know any of these fancy things because I'm like it's a house. <laughs> it's a big house on a big piece of it's land. Vast, but it's an estate. So like she just Oprah is clearly a. a She's a she's a great businesswoman. She will go down to one of the great as and one risky, of the great like gutsy. I mean, she took Super some, gutsy. she took some chances and Dr. Phil. I love Dr. Phil. Love Dr. Phil, but I mean, took she took some chances. Well, and what I like is that because people have strong opinions about Oprah. There's lots oh, of people yeah. that don't like Oprah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't love everything Oprah does, but yeah. I love that Oprah is generous. Yes, I she's mean, incredibly generous. I like generous. a lot more than the fact that she's generous, but um, I love she struggled with her weight because mm-hmm. who hasn't? Um, and she's been real about it. Yes, but yeah. she her generosity mm-hmm. is the thing mm-hmm. that just... You yeah. know, to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. And she really lives that and has yeah. just, just done some great, great things with her money. She has. Uh-huh. She ha- she definitely has. She's opened several schools in several countries in Africa. And I'm talking like nice schools. She's, I mean, she's fought um, in um, female genital mutilation in Africa. She's stateside she's done the same i mean sent i don't even know how many kids to college i I mean it makes it where i can overlook when she does her when she was doing her oprah favorite things and she was like this ralph lauren button down blouse with the french cuffs eight hundred dollars actually it was like 360 that's still too much (laughs) but i was like who buys a blouse it was cotton not me exactly (laughs) not me i was like i can make that myself but you know she's done and also how many careers she's she's helped to like she is the gift that keeps on giving like she even if she put something on her Instagram or in her magazine, like that person blows up. So she's cognizant of what, you know, she puts on and what and think, that type of stuff. I think too, I can't think of anyone else, but she was the first person in my memory that when she liked something, mm-hmm. like her favorite things list, exactly. when she liked something, she was vocal about it. She was not frivolous about the things that she was for. Right. Because she realized once she was for it, she recognized her influence. And she's chosen to be pretty choosy about that influence, pretty picky. But pretty much if if it was an Oprah's favorite thing or it was something Mm -hmm. that she believed in, then other people got behind it. I think we can see a little of Lydia in that. Oh, definitely. You know, Lydia was all in for Jesus. Yep. And and she influenced her household. But... 
Oprah has influenced other stars, like Reese Witherspoon, like Reese's Picks, you know, Reese's Book Club. If Reese picks a book, and I think Oprah started Book Club. Yeah. And, you know, and Reese ran with that. And just to increase literacy, to get people off of screens and reading real books by real authors and... So there, you know, there's some influence there that she's choosing to use for good and not evil. <laughs> big time, big time. And I, I love it. I definitely love it. I love that she has her own network, too. I think it's just, I just love it. So, um, yeah, Oprah. And then the third, which I will speak positively for however long I can on this episode about. Oh, but, you know, I got comes, issues with her right now. grumpy with me. Here it comes. But <laughs> Rihanna. And I love, y'all, when I tell you I love Rihanna, like, have all her albums. I have, like, I, I love her music when she was making music. Now Rihanna's worth, Rihanna is worth $500 million, a half a billion dollars. Like she, That's amazing. That is amazing. And she came from, you know, she didn't come from total poverty, but not like, she wasn't rich or anything by any measure. Um, and um, so she came from Barbados and uh, is a success worldwide now. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Rihanna, um, of course, we know she hasn't done music in a few years, uh, Whitney, quite a few years. Here comes, here comes Whitney being better. Here it comes. And she <laughs> she has lied to she has lied to the public about that because she did say she was putting out an album in 2019 and she didn't. And then I thought she was going to release an album on the anniversary of Anti, which was her last um, studio album. <laughs> um, but she didn't. And so we're still waiting like three years later. Um, so, Rihanna, where you at? Um yeah, but aside from her music and the influence that she's had on music, because she did really influence um, uh, a lot of like Caribbean inspired songs. Um, so I, I thought I think that is that is a big deal. Um, but she now owns she has a lingerie slash underwear line like. Um, and it's inclusive, you know, she has all these different types of models. Like she has models that are missing limbs, like, like with disabilities. She has black, oh, brown, white, Latin, that. plus size, like people with acne. I mean, she, you name it, she's got it covered. You know, people with albinism. I mean, she just, she had a pregnant model. Like, yes, I yes. She had a pregnant model. It was Slick Woods. Slick Woods went into labor during the fashion show. She walked the fashion show, went to labor, had her baby after the fashion show. That's how pregnant Slick Woods was. At the hospital? Was. or She had it at the hospital. Okay, because I was going to say, at the fashion show, that would be like extra. Yeah, exactly. So they would be like, Rihanna, did you plan that? But um, yeah, so she <laughs> had PR. really... Right, right, right. But she's <laughs> using her platform for good, which I love that. Um, she's gotten humanitarian awards for the work that she's done, uh, overseas and in her home country, um, in her humanitarian efforts. She has started a makeup line. She started a skincare line, clothing line. Um, you name it, Rihanna's getting into it and I love it. Um, I love that people are so supportive of her. I love that her products are good. Um, I haven't done the skincare line yet, but the makeup line is great. Um, the lingerie line is great. Um, in in underwear, whatever you want, whatever whatever floats your boat. Um, just regular undies. Her um, website is beautiful. Her website's awesome. She's like, and everything's so, um, on brand. Like it's something by Fenty, and because her last name's Fenty, so she has created a brand. Like people know her as Rihanna, but they also know her as the Fenty brand. So I think that's really cool that she got into that and expanded her. Horizons past music, but I'm gonna need her to come back 
to her true <laughs> calling um, because we miss you, Riri. We really do. Um, and I don't like that you lied to me, but that's fine. You know, I, I'll Whitney forget. Whitney feels you. betrayed. I do feel betrayed. Yes, I do. And I'm just, I'm on Twitter until Rihanna puts out an album because that's how I find out information the fastest. Like That's your instant access that's my to instant, Rihanna Yes. Info. I will probably have the whole album before she even releases it if I go on Twitter. Like, that's just how Twitter operates, right? It's like <laughs> this underground social media website that all us millennials, we just love Twitter. Nobody else loves Twitter, but millennials love it. Um, but anyway... So Rihanna is the last, the third well, person. Well, I think all three of those women, Tori Burch, Oprah, and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess if you said Tori, mm-hmm. people would either think Tori Burch or Tori Spelling. Yes. Um, yes. But most people, I think, would think Tori Burch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Oprah, there's only one Oprah. Only I one mean, Oprah. and I think, have you ever heard if this, you tell me if it's Orpah. true. Yeah, it was it supposed is. to be Orpah in yeah. the Bible and yep. the birth, the nurse filled Mixed out the birth the certificate wrong. So I was like, there's only one um, Oprah. Mm-hmm. And then Rihanna, yep. I've heard of other Rihannas, but you yep. don't think of anything in entertainment if other you're not than, thinking this yes. Rihanna. Yes. And so, but I thought, you know, in the Bible, if you say Lydia, yeah. everybody knows who you're talking yes. about. There's there's not another Lydia in the nope. Bible. And, nope. you know, I just remember being a little girl in Sunday school and yep. I was like, Lydia, seller of purple. That's yep. what she was known for. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and yes, she was known as a seller of purple, but yes. I, you know, I love that when you dig deeper and you read Lydia's account of what how she lived her life, mm-hmm. I, and you know I struggle saying Lydia's story because it's it's not a story because yes. it really happened. Yes, you know I, while you might immediately think Lydia the seller of purple, I would want us to think too. You know Lydia who had hospitality, mm-hmm. Lydia who brought her whole household to faith. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I think, too, it goes back to this idea that we're talking about. We really touched on it with Rahab, mm-hmm. hooker with a heart of gold. Yep. Um, you know, in the lineage of Christ. Yep. Chose to leave everything behind and follow the Israelites and yep. serve their God. Um, you know, so what? A, what is our legacy? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what was... Um, Bathsheba's legacy. Right. You know, right. she was another lineage of Christ. Yep. You know, um, so I think it makes you think of, well, I won't, I won't speak for anybody else. I'll speak for me. Like, what? It, what is my legacy? Yeah. What do I want my legacy to be? And um, I have a quote. I, oh, you, know, you haven't done a quote in a I while. I have not done a quotable quote in a while. It'll you take me a minute to not, get it here. Just be patient with me. That's all right. But well, I saved it. Um, good. Okay, it's from... St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, he's got good quotes. Yeah, you're going to like this one. It says, remember that when you leave this earth, you can take with you nothing that you have received, only what you have given. Oh, that's deep. So think about that. Like, what is your legacy? You know, people are, um, I think Maya Angelou is the one that says people don't remember what you said, but they remember how How you you made them feel. Yep, 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 yep. And, you know, so I think about, like, Oprah's leaving a good legacy. She is. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, um, while you were talking, I was writing stuff down. Um, I think, so Lydia, I, of course, see in all three of these women, and that's why um, that's why we have the three of them, but it just kind of dawned on me. Like, Tori Burch is most like her in the sense of just the business, the fabrics business. It's a hard, you know, it was hard work and paid off, and she got into this, you know, business from the ground up. 
And so did Oprah and, and Rihanna. She built, Don't get me they wrong. all built it. They all built yeah. it. But I think she's most like Lydia in that sense of like business to business comparison. And then Oprah, just the sheer influence. Like Lydia's influence over others um, and Oprah's influence over others. And Rihanna, I think about her as far as risk taking. So there were some risks she took because she's competing in makeup with your Kylie Jenners of the world. She's um, she's competing with fashion when you got 80 other brands, including Tory Burch, um, 80 other affordable brands, including Tory Burch. Um, <laughs> so I think that's, that's something to put out there. Um, so I think as far as risk taking, like you change entire industries and you took risks and Lydia in her, in this particular story was taking risks. I mean, she, she was so, um, just by following Christ was a big risk. And so, um, I, I, I see that in all three of these, I see Lydia in all three of these women in some way, shape or form in those areas. Um, so I think that, that for me is a, a big takeaway, but yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I, I have enjoyed us when we've talked about different women, you and I just in scripture that we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we each have our, our favorites that yep. we always bring up. But it's been interesting and fun to look at characteristics of the woman in Scripture and really think, like, who are some modern-day women, like real women that are living right now that um, we see similarities? And I don't know. It's just that part I'm having fun with. And and it's fun, you know, for us just to sit around. And when we're talking, like, who we came up with, like, I love Betty White and Cicely Tyson. Yes, that's been my and, favorite and one to I record think, so I think far. it was my favorite as yes. well because everybody, like Betty White, when you hear her, you she, it just makes you laugh yes. because she's so funny. She is but so then funny. Cicely Tyson, she's like that great aunt that everybody wants a hug from. Exactly. You know, exactly. and it's like they, they both just had that warmness yes that they gave us a feeling that we loved and yes. so uh, it's been fun with each woman it has that we're been. looking at I gotta mention I gotta mention so this will have already passed but DMX um he passed away this weekend he's a notorious not not notorious in a bad way but a rapper that has had a lot of influence over a lot of other rappers and he died at 50 it was a um he did have a drug overdose and battle with addiction for several years and was pretty public about it. Um, my favorite thing for him to rap was um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ginger, I've got to send it to oh, you. Oh, yeah, I've got to Like, we got to put that on a Christmas episode. It's, it is amazing, right? And so um, because of his voice, his voice was, like, just so distinctive. Um, but the funny thing is he was so gentle. Um, so... He like had an orchid farm. Yes. Yes. He grew <laughs> I orchids. Love it. I love he said, it. you know, I tried so hard to grow them and I realized all they needed was a little love. Like and got his orchids to blossom. Um Aww. but one thing, and I bring this up because we mentioned Betty White, but one thing, one of his favorite shows was Golden Girls. And so yeah, I so love it. just amazing. Uh so rest in peace to DMX. I really pray that his um I'm I'm glad that his battles um, you know, are are over now, but I really play pray for his family and, and their grief and whatnot in, in the rap industry really because he really 
Um, he just influenced so many rappers. He he just did. So um, I have to send you the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, uh, I by, hear that. by DMX. It's so funny, like and so cute. I just every Christmas I gotta play that. So that'll be awesome. But when you mentioned Betty White, I was like, I gotta mention DMX. He's uh, and, and all you out there, all you folks out there can definitely listen into the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, it's not. It has no expletives in it. It's, he's genuinely rapping Rudolph the well, Reindeer. Well, and I will say this. Um, my The frivolous part of this is if, if you are on TikTok, mm-hmm. go follow at Eric Finch official. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Snoop. Oh! It, and he doesn't have that many followers. Really? Or like his, his, his TikToks. Like yeah. He doesn't have that many hearts. And I think it's because people don't know yeah. that it's Snoop. <laughs> it's him. Um, but anyway, but about DMX and his addiction. Yeah. I, addiction is no joke. Mm-hmm. If you love anyone who's battled addiction, yeah. you, I don't have to tell you that. But I will say this. If you are listening to our podcast mm-hmm. and you addiction is your... Mm-hmm. The bear that you're trying to wrestle. I'm a big believer in celebrate recovery. Yes, agreed. It is super so, big proponent. So good. Yes. And it really gets to the heart yes. of the matter. Um, and if you've tried other things with mixed results, um, check out Celebrate Recovery. Yes. I know locally there are several. Um, just in Paducah. Oh, yeah. That meet. And um, our friend Josh has some connections there. Absolutely. But that's my addiction. I've lost friends. I lost yeah. a friend on my birthday. Yeah, man. To addiction. That's and tough. it's um it's, it's rough. Um it is definitely a demon to fight. That is but you there's gotta fight. but there's yeah. help and there's hope and celebrate recovery. It's exactly. a it's a good one. So. we're plugging that. This yeah. is the plug. Go yeah. go for it. I you know yeah, but uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. We've had uh, this is I've, I've this liked is a good it. one. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we're just we're always thankful when you all listen because we we do not take lightly that you choose to listen to our podcast. Right. Because there are a lot of podcasts out there that you could be listening to. So yep. when you choose to listen to us, um, we are grateful. Um, also. If you like it, we mm-hmm. love stars. Yes. So, Give us five stars. Yeah, because somebody, I'm going to be complaining. Somebody gave us two stars, and I can only hope <laughs> that maybe they just had fat thumbs and didn't know what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So, but we love five stars. And yes. if you love our music, that's called by God. CBG Acapella. They have shared it with us, and there's a rumor that they're headed back into the studio. <gasps> so, we might, maybe we'll have new intro and outro music. We might. We might. Oh, y'all so. let us know what you think about that. Should we have new? intro and outro music you yeah. holler at us Let definitely us know. but if you like them follow them listen to their stuff for his purposes their last album and cb cbg acapella so yeah thanks that's for all listening. we got today thanks y'all bye